that theme song in my head. Thank you for being a friend. Welcome to Spinsters, where unlike Malik Monk, we currently have no groin injuries. I'm Haley O'Shaughnessy. <laughs> and I'm Jordan Liggins. <laughs> Did you know Harry's never seen Reba? What? I know. Hey. I was like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah, fired. Um, I don't even know what that is. Like, other before Haley said anything. Oh, I was like, we just talked about this. No, no, no. <laughs> I think I like didn't even like it wasn't even like Full House or like some show that I knew dude, but I haven't seen. It was that's really fun. funny. Like really yeah, funny. Really Whenever funny. I would she used watch to do it, that little yeah. face. And the accent That's the and reason. the dynamics. It was it was actually like laugh out loud funny, which not a lot yeah. of shows are. She um it was on CMT, so if you didn't watch a lot of country music channel, that's uh <laughs> that's on you. I don't know what else to say to you. Um Okay. Before we get started, a couple housekeeping things. Uh, first of all, our friend Katie Heindel, who's done a an episode for us before that I love, one of my favorites, called What It Feels Like to Be Traded. So good. Which came out in March, maybe? Early. Early on. Early one of on. our first uh, contributor narratives. We had... No idea what we were doing. And Katie was so kind <laughs> about <now>? that. <laughs> no. I feel like a little bit more, but still not much. Katie has turned her amazing newsletter, Basketball Feelings, into a website. And eventually she's going to do a podcast. I'm really excited about this. I told her to send me um, like a paragraph about it so I could read it on um well, on this. And she said she was like very shy about it. And I said, Katie, if you don't send something. So she did. And I'm going to read it. Basketball Feelings is a newsletter that blends basketball commentary with a dear diary sensibility, taking a sometimes emotional but always empathetic look at the people, tough subjects and dramatic nuance of the NBA. And now it's a website. You can subscribe at basketballfeelings.com, which will soon add a podcast for paid subscribers featuring some of your industry faves talking about their feelings, but the newsletter stays free. Feelings are important, feelings forever, and in the immortal words of hey, oh, it's me. And in the immortal words of Haley O'Shaughnessy, quote, don't diminish this cool thing. <laughs> I did tell her that. Uh, Katie's my That's favorite. So cute. I think that she's. No one's writing about the NBA like she's writing about the NBA. No one's writing about sports the way she writes about sports. Um, so that has my highest recommendations. I can't wait for the podcast. Um, yeah, basketballfeelings.com. Also, if you like the show, um, please rate and review. But you also very much don't have to. And we're still happy to have you either way. <laughs> we really have to work on that. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Please whatever. Do. Like, we it's don't your. Have to. We love you. I would love way. it if your you love... did. Right. It's not conditional on if you rate and re- review. We still love you. But thank you so much in advance for rating and reviewing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that is a good compromise. <laughs> um, the playoffs. What do you think about that the first was my game? Air horn. Oh, that was good. So good. So good. I think this is just an amazing matchup. And what we're talking about is the WNBA finals um, between the Chicago Sky and the Phoenix Mercury. It's like vintage Diana Taurasi, vintage Candace Parker. I think these teams match up super well. The number one seed, number two seed, where is she? Don't know. They're gone. Now it's the f- number five and number six seed in the finals. I think that is amazing, and that's a part of the joys of this WNBA playoff format. Is you, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah, truly. It's chaos. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I think the whole time I felt 
a little bit more like Chicago had more energy. Well, even in the beginning. But when they went on that 17-0 run in the second quarter, um, which mm-hmm. my ESPN keep going, it kept going in and out through it. And I was like restarting the Roku. My pasta was heating up. I had to restart it again. But through that whole battle with ESPN and trying to get it to load, they won a 17-0 run. It was crazy. Clea Copper is just fantastic. She's like, so good. She's so, so well-rounded as a player. Good. Yeah. Yeah. The rebounding, um, the steals, the layups. Like, how hard is it to get layups in a WNBA game? Like, she makes it look so easy just attacking the basket. It's a joy to watch her play basketball. Yeah, and in, in transition, too, as well, which mm-hmm. was really – especially in this, like – the Mercury just looks sluggish. She also she shot outside too. Like she can hold up a game. She can fast roll a game. Um, I think she's great. And apparently, I didn't know this way back in training camp. Candace Parker was telling her, "You're going to be the guy for us." And I don't. I truly do not believe a lot of people expected that. Um, this mm-hmm. season has been all about Candace's homecoming. But, but yeah, the Mercury looks sluggish. So, I don't know. And I it's hope hard. That- it's hard to say sluggish when they just played Friday. Yeah. Like, I think that's another thing. When they were playing that game, I was like, this is actually wild that they started game one. And Diana Taurasi's wife had a baby, like, the night before. <laughs> she went home, showered, went back to the gym. So, like, a lot has happened for them in the past, like, three days. No excuse. But at the same time, it's... They're going to have a couple more days to kind of settle in. The next game is on Wednesday, game two. But Chicago has been this fast and this high-tempo, you know, transition. They've been this team all year. And that's why I was saying, okay, if the Aces would have won, they both have that type of game. So it's going to be whoever – blinks first (laughs) like whoever Mm -hmm. has the most turnovers is gonna lose but phoenix wants to slow the game down they want to get it inside to griner back to the basket let her take her time and chicago's like we've already scored 10 points while britney griner is just doing that one post move yeah they have they have to win inside and they just did not Mm -hmm. they didn't and to what you're saying yeah like diana tarasi's wife penny uh Saturday morning, she had a baby. Like, congratulations to them. But Friday, you win to advance. Saturday morning, you have, Mm -hmm. is it their first child? I mean, I don't know. It's not like it gets less exhausting or or less important (laughs) (laughs) that your wife is having a baby. I remember there was that um, post-game interview on Friday, and Diane Taurasi was like, hold on. Just hold on, Penny. Like, I'm coming. <laughs> yeah, she said, hold um, it in. She said, hold, hold it in. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> but I've that never game had was so child, stressful. That game was so stressful that she actually went into labor. Like, that was, we were joking about that as W fans, but, like, it actually happened. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, speaking of Diana, did you see that... Uh, W fans voted her the league's greatest of all time. Yes. And I have some thoughts. Just okay. a couple. I won't rant. I won't bore no, you. No, I actually I I do I do as well. What what did you think about it? Here's the thing. Diana Tarasi, the the white mamba, she's an amazing player. But I just have a problem with this award altogether. Like it's genuinely a popularity contest like this isn't based off of who's won the most championships who's won the most MVPs like Diana Taurasi surprisingly has only had one MVP and one championship and Tamika Catchings is like oh hello and Cynthia Cooper is like um I'm here so I think it's it's not really the goat based off of you know championships, MVPs, and the trophies. This is, we've all collectively voted and said this player is the face of the W for the past 25 years. And I agree with that, but goading her as like accolade wise, 
there are players that have one more. Yeah, well, it's interesting because the the very nature of like greatest of all time or rankings uh, conversations is that it's uh, it's subjective anyway, mm-hmm. and the criteria is different for each person. Like you said, you think this has she has maybe affected more than other players the shape and image and maybe uh, notoriety of a league, but doesn't necessarily mean that she's won the most, but does that mean also that she's not the best? I don't, because winning is circumstantial with the rest of your team. To me, this is interesting because the W is young and it's split between eras of exposure and not as much exposure and teams Mm -hmm. that no longer exist and, ones that have prevailed and so much fluctuation that it feels like quite a few players might have fallen between the cracks. Um, so it's interesting. I do get why they decided to do that because it is world building um, mm-hmm. and starting those conversations. Like I can't wait to be annoyed at W goat conversations. Um, yeah. But it is, it's, you know, what's fun is like fun to actively watch the history of something build and watch Mm -hmm. a foundation um being built off of because the w has that they have this foundation it's fun to see the what's the next step of this metaphor (laughs) columns (laughs) being built up you know what i mean yeah yeah that's a lot of fun and that's also why i really am enjoying like the nwsl right now but i thought that was cool you know i have the same reservations as you with um her being definitively it but i think that's also the fun of Maybe not the debate, but it's the fun of the label is that there's really never any definitively it like best player in any sport. Mm-hmm. There's just people who have defined eras and yes, I guess in some ways defined leagues. And that's that's what they were. Um, that's where we can give Diana Taurasi every flower <laughs> ever. You know, she's. Yeah, fantastic. And like you were saying, this is like a we were talking to our producer, um, Harry, before this, and he asked, is this uh, has she just had this going the entire time or is this like more of a resurgence? What you said was this is more of a resurgence. There's nothing I like more than people who. Well, all right. I was going to say, there's nothing I like more than somebody who just always, you can always count on them, no matter what this regular season was like, no matter what the seasons before were like, will be fantastic in the playoffs. But that's also kind of why the Ravens kept Joe Flacco for so long, and I'm never going to appreciate anything that has to do with them keeping him for so long. That's also very, like, playoff Rondo, you know, that kind of legend stuff, but... I mean, obviously, yeah. she's miles and miles above that. But um, when, when's game two? It's Wednesday. Coming up. I'm, I think every game is must watch. And remember, for the W, it's best of five. So you got to watch every game because this is also the biggest storyline is this is a rematch of the 2014 finals Chicago versus Phoenix Phoenix won Brittany Griner was only I think it was only her second year in the league and Courtney Vandersloot was on that Chicago team they had uh Sylvia Fowles they have Elena Deladon and now this is a completely different team they're hungry they got Kalea Copper they have Candace Parker it's gonna be great I'm I'm rooting for the Chicago sky I am actually yeah, totally 100%. biased because I interviewed Candace this year. <laughs> Actually, I don't, maybe I'm not. Maybe I, maybe I want Diana to win because of exactly what you were just saying about the goat conversation. I don't know. Yeah, TV. I'll yeah. let you know. Just I feel like they definitely get, all I they didn't about. get a fair shake of it. Yeah, because of the turnaround, like you were saying. Um, well, and we saw we saw in that Vegas series that. It could be 20 point swings like each night. So who I will not put it past the Mercury to come back and ignore that that big loss. So, yeah, Um, basketball's good. Yeah, the basketball's good. 
to that end, also, if you are watching the games and you are tweeting about the games, uh, I think you should pick up the newest edition, the third edition of Flagrant Magazine. They did a whole spread on WNBA Twitter, and mm-hmm. it's beautiful. It <laughs> I literally so I can't good. decide. I think, I think I'm going to get a second one just so I can frame some of the pictures in it. Yeah. yeah. You guys need to sell those as prints. You should work on that, flagrant people. <laughs> I'll let them know <laughs> after this. <laughs> Do more work. Um, <laughs> can you hear my stomach growling? No, I can't. Oh, what a relief. It's like really loud. I, I've i been there. Been there. Good thing yeah. we have these good mics that block out anything else. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, do you want to talk about... Uh, the NBA? Sure. TickPick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees, ever. TickPick is an exclusive ticketing partner for Spinsters and the Blue Wire Network. Visit TickPick.com spin today and use the promo code SPIN to save $10 on your first order of NFL tickets. TickPick, that's T-I-C-K, P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. And me personally, I'm super excited to go to a Las Vegas Raiders game in Vegas in their new stadium because there's nothing like a live game, especially a live football game. Visit TickPick.com spin today and use the promo code SPIN to save $10 on your first order of NFL tickets. We finally have some some NBA stuff to talk about. Kinda. Yeah. We're getting some close. Non, some non-Ben uh, Simmons stuff to talk about. Yeah, I can't. I can't. No more. Yeah. No more. Uh, Literally, the news is like, he's just kidding. He's coming back. He's going to have to, like, (laughs) write the novel of the year for me to fucking give a shit about anything (laughs) Ben Simmons related. Like, and I don't even mean that as, as to be rude to him. To be rude to not knowing what's going on with your job situation. I'm sure that's stressful. I just mean I don't just work it out or don't. Or don't. Yeah, that's how I feel. Work it out or don't. Let me know whatever you decide. Keep me updated. Send me a postcard from wherever you are and wherever you decide. Yeah, exactly. That's how I feel. Um, Yeah, I... I don't need the updates. I've it's kind of like when you're friends, you had that friend who would break up, get back together, break up, get back together. Yeah. Break up. And then they started like they would start to not tell you because they'd be so embarrassed at the frequency at which it was happening. (laughs) Like every fight would be a breakup and then almost overnight they would get back together. Mm hmm. And I would start saying just give me weekly or monthly updates. I don't need every single update because it's a lot if it was a straight couple i would straight up say i just don't bring him along like i don't (laughs) just not i don't even want to see him to be honest (laughs) (laughs) and if i was friends with the guy more than the girl i would still tell him like she can come but you gotta stay home dude i'm sorry (laughs) work it out (laughs) um anyway (laughs) We decided I saw um uh I saw a tweet this week from Iman um at underscore nope name. You everyone should follow her. God, she's so funny. Um asking who is the player you are most excited about who has a new home this year? And yes. so yeah, we came with a couple. Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? Uh you can go first. Okay. Um, well, as a bit of an homage to Iman, since uh, she was the one who prompted this idea, 
But also, this is genuinely probably the one I'm most excited about. Um, it's Kyle Lowry. And yeah. actually, maybe that's it. fucked up to say, to credit Iman for that, because she's a Raptors fan. I know it's a bit of a sensitive thing, which Aww. is something we should talk about. I know. I really I really do love Raptors fans. I think it's so such a unique thing what they are going through right now, because I'm sure it's very annoying after a championship in years of Kyle Lowry being this player Mm-hmm. For it to appear that he's only now being recognized. I've seen some frustration when Heat fans and or media are tweeting about Kyle Lowry after the preseason games. Like, oh, my God, he's totally new. Kyle Lowry. Wow. Like these assists he's having are so much better than the ones he had in Toronto. And Toronto fans do not understand at all, um, right. which is Just fair. I'm myself to sleep. <laughs> It's legitimate. I think they should feel those feelings to the fullest because it's only going to continue if the Heat have success, and I think they will have success. Yeah. Which brings me to Kyle Lowry, which also another thing that probably hurt was Nick Nurse. Did you see he accidentally included Kyle when he was saying the starters for one of their preseason games? Oh. And then he said, oh, excuse me, (laughs) Freddie, meaning like Fred Van Vliet. (laughs) No. I know. Oh, that means he was own friend of mine. Like just missing him. Oh, I know. I think it's okay. Kyle's going to be very. Yeah, no, they will be fine. That's the other thing. This is a new era for Toronto, too. They get to showcase Mm -hmm. other players get to step up, which can be you can have growing pains young with young players. But I think they're ready for it. Yeah. Sometimes life gives you new challenges, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, And unfortunately, you have to watch people from your past succeed, which I think is going to be the case for the Heat. When I was thinking about fit between Kyle and Miami, well, beyond the obvious mentality fit of, hey, this person works extremely hard and -hmm. you can see it from the disciplined way he plays. Like he, he's the kind of player who knows how to slow down when other people would be inclined to rush decision-making But he also has that special instinct when he does need to act fast on a pass or whatever it is that can only come from years of deliberate mindfulness. Mm -hmm. He's a pro's pro. Yes, an effort to understand the people he's playing with, but also the game itself and offenses and not to mention like the tirelessness on defense. Mm -hmm. Like he is, he regularly is planting two feet Firmly in the face of giant men and is like, yes, I'm going to take this knowing exactly (laughs) what it feels like every time. I mean, he gets run over. (laughs) He does. He gets beat down. But he has that nice, you know, nice butt to fall back on. So it's okay. Exactly. Um, (laughs) Yeah, there's a kind of like love and labor that he gives basketball that I think is exactly what the Heat cherish. Hmm. And there's some team stereotypes are... I think quite tired and maybe at this point untrue. And I think I keep feel like I keep bringing up the Spurs, but I do feel like right now the franchise stereotype, if you're a brand new NBA fan, you wouldn't quite understand what it means uh, in relation to this team of like them growing players from nothing or from seemingly Mm -hmm. nothing and uh, being more about the machine than the individual player. I don't know that that stands out, but with the Heat, I do think being hard workers isn't necessarily something you need those winning results to prove. Like sometimes you pour yourself into training and you still don't win, but the Heat empty yeah. themselves into training and typically it's also what replenishes them. And that is also Kyle Lowry. And it's me. just a great environment to be in just as a as a player, as a competitor, you want to be with people that have that same mindset and you want a coach that has that same mindset. Like I feel like Spolstra really creates that environment for their players. And you have someone like Jimmy Butler, like who is the star, but he's given a thousand percent in like practice. So that's just the kind of vibes that I feel like the Heat give off. And Lowry, you can only benefit from that, I think. Yeah, and yeah, 3 a.m. practice, Jimmy Butler. Um, yeah. 
But beyond that mentality fit for me and kind of where this balances with somebody like Jimmy, who I think is maybe more mercurial in personality type than somebody like Kyle Lowry, who I just think of as very grounded. Um, the Heat have needed... Can you hear that truck? My God. <laughs> I actually can't hear that. <laughs> that is a loud truck, okay? I don't know what they're hauling, but that is illegal. Like, something is <laughs> being hauled in there that is not legal. Um, God damn, that thing was... Um, okay. What was I saying? Oh, with Jimmy. Yeah. To fit with Jimmy, Jimmy is more mercurial in like personality in terms of play style, not off the court. I don't know anything about him. Um, But to fit with that, you need someone like Kyle who is more grounded and they have needed someone at point guard who is a grown up for a long time. Mm. Well, that's not to say that Drogic wasn't a grown man. Like he's like 35 and I truly think he gave it what he could. But Mm -hmm. Kyle's discipline has manifested into something that it takes a career to build. And yeah, the heat can be a bit sporadic with Jimmy as their leader. But Kyle's a perfect fixed component. Like in a science equation, there's always something when you're doing a experiment. Yeah, That's I'm, yeah I, I, I'm not I, not jumping in with the science. I'm so sorry. Ooh. I left you there. When you're left doing you an experiment, way. you always need something to be fixed. I genuinely think he can be fixed. There's a baseline that Kyle will always give you, and that baseline is quite high. So I'm yeah. very, very excited to see him with the heat. I think he's exactly what they need. Wow, you got me excited. Now I'm excited. I'm going to be watching Heat games, cheering on Kyle Lowry, the the dad, the great dad that he is. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I'm excited for the Lakers, but I'm also nervous and all the things. But mostly because we're talking about people in new homes, but also homecomings. Russell Westbrook getting a chance to talk to his high school coach and him being like, this is always what Russ wanted. Like he's always wanted to be a Laker. He went to UCLA, he grew up in LA and now he's a Laker. Like this is storybook. He even said while he was at OKC, if he could have been a Laker earlier, he would have jumped on the opportunity. Like he, he always wanted to be here. So thinking about that and thinking about basketball players as humans, I am so excited for Russ to come home and be able to play in front of family and friends and in his home city. As a fan and as other fans, we're freaking out a little bit with these uh, preseason stats. Um, (laughs) Let me just, from StatMuse, in two games, Russ has played 42 minutes, nine assists, 15 turnovers, Four from 19 from the field. But it's okay. One, it's preseason. Who cares? Wait, how many shots shots did he take? 19? 19. He took 19 shots and he's had 15 turnovers? Yeah. Oh, that's so bad. In two games. But he said, Russ being Russ, at the the, uh, post-game press conference to the media, he was like, I want y'all to keep the same energy when I drop 20 assists. <laughs> like, he he knows that this is a fluke. Like, we know. Get the jitters out. You're in the purple and gold for the first time. It's a lot of weight to carry. I think he's going to settle in, and we only have three people from last season on the Lakers. LeBron, AD, THT, who now is out getting surgery on his thumb. So this is a whole new team. Unlimited expectations. I I think Russ is going to settle in fine. If AD plays center, which he doesn't want to, whole nother conversation. But if he listens and he does that. has been the conversation of his career. Whole career. Just do it. It's fine. Um, if we stay healthy, we're already, you know, Ariza is already out missing months for an ankle surgery. Like I said, THT with this thumb. Like, 
We do not need more injuries. And I think Russ stays healthy. He's going to have another great season. He's going to be happy he's at home. And I, I can't wait to, to watch him. It's going to be great. I feel like the garbage truck in the background right now um, outside my apartment just going off, like literally being so loud the whole time you're talking about Russ does not bode well spiritually <laughs> for him. Look, that's just if, if you follow <laughs> if you follow Russ at all from a loving standpoint or on the way other side of it and you have hated him for a long time, the thing that we know where these circles cross over is being able to admit that he has slow starts. Yeah. And if he doesn't Definitely. have a slow start, he has a huge gap in the middle where it's slow. And slow might be the wrong word for this too because it's not like he's unproductive. He's right. hyperproductive in some areas, but then almost like negates it because in other areas he's so counterproductive, like the turnovers. Mm-hmm. I and they're love- just like him throwing it out of bounds. Like, I think it's like unsettled. Like he just gets super, like you said, like hyper. And then he just like figure doesn't really know where his place is. I don't know what happens. It's just like this brain fart that happens. But I, yes, continue. I, I genuinely think he has the, the issue of trying too hard. Mm-hmm. And look, I'm sorry. Of, of all the issues somebody can have. That's one that I don't mind because eventually it works out where you're trying too hard, but you're also succeeding and it's turning into something better. The Lakers, regardless, are going to have a rough beginning of the season. I could see it being the same as uh, the the season that turned into the pandemic season where everyone was so worried about them in the beginning. They, Mm. like you said, THT, I don't know how long he's up for, do you? Um, I think they said a couple weeks. Okay. Well, yeah. that's actually not that bad. Um, not bad. Trevor Ariza's out for like months. a month and a half, two months. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Malik Monk has a groin strain. Who I'm so excited about. He's I never know how long those last. Like, that's just not my area. <laughs> but it seems like it's going to be a couple weeks. It seems like it's yeah. like day. I don't know. But also, and maybe it's already been resolved, but... The thing with those and something that especially Lakers fans feel with that particular injury is like those things can linger. There are certain injuries when you see them as a basketball fan and there are certain ones like as football fans, they're just almost like specific to the sport Mm -hmm. that you know that one's going to be around a while. A back injury, forget about it. A back injury with AD, (laughs) okay. So he's going to be having issues in March is what you're saying. Yeah. Exactly. So hopefully this just is able to get fully resolved. Obviously he's younger, so Malik Monk. Um, but yeah, I'm excited mm-hmm. about that one too. I am excited to watch this team. Wow, I didn't know what I you mean, were gonna say there. You know I love LeBron. I I think I'm I'm nervous for <laughs> yeah. the something. We should make a pledge to each other. So let's just try to ignore the um discourse. Yes, and just like what you said about a slow start, like, of course, I have those expectations already in my mind. A lot of Laker fans do not. It's like, this has to work immediately. I don't care if it works right now. I care if it works in June, in May. Like, that's when it needs to work. And I think last year, it was, it all fell apart, like, coming towards the end of the season, middle of the season. So, I we can have a slow start as long as it works and everyone is healthy when it matters. I think Anthony Davis fell on the floor probably 20 times when I watched the preseason game uh, against the Sun. And um, I said, don't play him until like five months from now. <laughs> like we need you to be healthy when it matters. And you were not. And that's what ultimately hurt us last season. So. I have my expectations level and I think for a lot of these switches that have been happening around the league, we all need to have that mindset and what we promise each other 
is like no huge predictions from the jump. Like we're going to ride this wave. It's a long season. There's going to be an in season tournament thrown in there. Like there's so much time. Um, That's not this year, right? I don't know if it's this year, but no, they might they year. might throw it in. They might throw in like 10 random games That's in like Cabo. <laughs> I'm making up stuff. I'm ru- I, I'm starting rumors. But look, I would love I would love that. There's time is what I'm saying. So we yeah, just their season starts mid January. Lakers season starts mid January. <laughs> right. They have. the No, seriously, they have the unique privilege of having Anthony Davis and LeBron James. You're going to be fine. You get in at the, I mean, look, we're saying this like I recognize, I also watched the last playoffs. Maybe this isn't the, maybe it's too soon, but I think even if you get a not, not a one through four playoff seed, you will be fine. Hmm. Hot take. But again, recent history disputes that. (laughs) Um, Okay. My next one is Lonzo Ball. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and Damar, of course. My my concern for the Bulls and fit here is a bit existential. And then we can get to what I'm looking forward to, which is that two talented players are getting a fresh start. Mm-hmm. But the concern is like, okay, so what do Lonzo and Damar and the Bulls all have in common? Oh, I don't know. Years of expectation and years of mm. not meeting said expectation, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, but it's true. Like, it I'm, is, it is. And I'm really nervous about that pressure being combined. Be- whoever decided to turn the fact that pressure makes diamonds into an inspirational quote, like, that person sucked. That sounds like something your boss would say immediately after giving you an assignment that you have an unrealistic deadline for and you have to work on the weekend instead of going to the park <laughs> with your dog that is like you should. an amazing point. I can just Pressure see that is not- on the <laughs> poster board. <laughs> yeah, that should be the new one. Um, pressure is not good. Like, it's not always good. Sometimes it, yes, of course. It is good. But building a life around the idea of putting pressure on yourself or building a career around the idea that putting pressure on yourself is literally why I'm in therapy. So mm, I was going to say, me, ask, uh, <laughs> me too. <laughs> ask Janet, dude. It's not good. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the evidence that I can give you to the contrary is like some of our favorite teams, the Memphis Grizzlies last year. Mm-hmm. The Charlotte Hornets, the SGA CB3 year one Thunder. Mm. What do they all have in common? Like exceeded expectations because they weren't really there. Um, they're in different situations too. All of them, the Thunder included, despite CP3 being there, were young and not much was expected of them. Mm-hmm. But if the Bulls can foster that kind of environment to say, hey guys, let's just see what this thing can be. Instead of this is what this thing has to achieve, I think yeah. that's the key. Yeah. Environment is so much more important than any of us realize. And if you think it's all that different than your workplace, think again. It's not. Like we've all had terrible jobs where we've we've been asked to do things that are unrealistic or not re yeah, I guess I was just about to say not realistic. <laughs> <laughs> Unrealistic and not realistic. (laughs) Crazy enough, those mean the exact same thing. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But now for the positives. The positives are Lonzo is shooting well. It is preseason, Mm -hmm. yes, but his shot looks so much more natural. Like, he's Mm -hmm. able to step into it better. The fluidity is there. I mean, like, is anything easier to spot in basketball than, like, a weird jump shot? Sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah, exactly. It looks better. Um... And with Damar, you know, actually, I really have no idea. I was thinking about this when I decided to to say the Bulls and Lonzo and Damar. I have no idea what this team is going to look like. Me neither. It's like, yeah, it's like I've baked a cake and I don't know what the filling is going to be. Like, I know what the base is, but mm-hmm. I don't know what ties together an offense with 
Lonzo, DeMar, and Zach Levine. But I know it's on defense. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to like shit on Lonzo Ball's defense after what he's proven. But I think their best bet is to be a fast team of gunners. Mm-hmm. Like their games all have quite a bit of baggage just by existing in 2021. But so they need something light. They need like a lot of movement to make it work. It can't be heavy buttercream uh, <laughs> to complete the analogy. It just ha- it has to be something like very fluid. So, yeah, I'm interested. I don't know. They're going to have to be fast, but I also think they can be fast. I think it's going to be so fun to see Zach Levine happy. <laughs> like he's been this well playing this well not really happy with his situation and his team. So imagine that, but happy and that he has some help. Um, Hopefully those expectations don't come, you know, crashing down. But I think right now he's like, it's not all on me. There's people are talking about other players on my team. I'm, I'm excited to see how he kind of rises to that. That'll be fun. Yeah. And if there's any, if there's any nonsense going on between the coaching staff and between the players, which has just been his entire experience with the Bulls. I mean, almost right. say, until recently, his entire experience. You have someone older with more experience in DeMar who can kind of act as a shield with that. Mm. And that's underrated as well. So yeah. I'm glad that he has that uh, now. He's had Zach Levine, his whole career has been growing pains that are not self-inflicted. They are like environment inflicted. So... I feel I for the guy. I do. I feel. Do for you have? Too. Do you have another one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the new guards in New York. <laughs> Pause for applause. Okay, um, Kemba for the Knicks and Patty Mills, my guy. Love that guy for Brooklyn, and I think it's interesting the conversation with you know Patty Mills when he originally got traded was like. This is a different role. He's kind of going to be backup point guard for Harden or for Kyrie. But like we talked about in our last conversational with Kyrie possibly sitting out all of home games, he's kind of having this promotion a little bit as what the headlines are calling it of his role kind of expanding with the Nets. So I think that that's interesting. No one was really expecting that it was kind of going to be his second unit but now I think for home games <laughs> he's gonna have more minutes it's gonna be really interesting like the stats at the end of the season where it's like Patty Mills at home Patty Mills away or just the Nets at home and Nets away that's gonna be a whole different conversation but I think his style of play his leadership him being a floor general is going to be great for this Nets team who like we were talking about with the Lakers, went through some growing pains of really just not playing with each other with all their superstars or their whole roster together. Um, And I think Patty Mills will just add some sense of calm, just like his style adds to my life. And I just love looking at his Instagram posts. But um, yeah, so I I think it's going to be a great fit, almost seamless. That's my uh, expectation for him. Well, the advantage... Of someone like a Patty Mills is that he has dealt with uh, health turmoil before on yeah. a team that really he was not supposed to be the person stepping into the role that he was in San Antonio. And often he had to step into something he didn't – He there it's almost impossible to live up to, but he did his best. And offering mm-hmm. – being able to offer any kind of consistency, even if it's at an inferior level to – what you would get, what the team would get from the first option, because obviously Patty Mills is never going to be um, Kyrie when he, right. or, you know, even if he has to fill in for Harden, if there is something injury wise there. Um, I think that I just hope that the, that Nets fans can allow him that forgiveness of, yes, he's not going to ever be that person, but he will offer some sort of stability, if, even if it is a bit, um, less than what you would get from your starters. Not even a bit less. It's going to be significantly less. However, it is. he is capable. And I look, not having a player for like half of your games 
if this is how this ends truly plays out you need somebody who is going to be ready to tie together those differences because that's stark yeah that's and that's what he he said too like one thing about him he's gonna know his role and that's what he was quoted saying like hey I don't think my role has changed. I'm still going to bring the energy. I'm still going to bring, you know, Patty Mills into this Brooklyn Nets team. And it's if I get more playing time, if I get less playing time, I think that consistency factor is what the Nets need. And if it gets more minutes in home games, he just so happens to. But he is um, already saying, like, I know my role. I'm going to bring that every time. And I'll see what happens because we're all waiting to see what happens in that front. So there's nothing that he can really do there. (laughs) It's out of his control. (laughs) Yeah, no, all he can be is a shoulder to lean on. Like, yeah, you know, metaphorically on the court, but maybe off the court. I don't know. I'm sure that people are. I'm sure that internally there's a lot of frustration, but um, I, I very much think that he's capable of being that. Yeah. Yeah. Patty Mills is a good one. I really wish him all the best because he's I do thrown too. into in a very odd, very atypical situation. Yes, yes. And for Kimba, um, I think this is very similar to Russ, like a homecoming, a New York kid getting to play for the Knicks, also something of his like just being able to to live out that dream. And I think you would love this. Tibbs has switched it up a little bit. He's like, hey, guys, shoot threes. We want you to shoot. Kimba, we got Kimba now. Go ahead and shoot threes. They had over um, their preseason so far, they have 52 three-point attempts, which is like almost unheard of for the Knicks, who were 27th in three-point attempts last season. And normally someone like Thibodeau not changing anything has changed his tune and said, hey, shoot, if you're open, take the shots. And I think Kemba, when we're talking about fit, is a reason for that. We He wants him to shoot more. The Knicks have more shooting. Will they go in, shooters, makers? We'll see. But I think just taking them and being able to switch it up and changing the format of what the Knicks typically do is breaking, groundbreaking for the New York Knicks. Yeah, Kemba, Kemba offers you a lot that they did not have without him. Right. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also coming from an interesting situation of never quite fitting the mold yeah. for Boston and then before that kind of making his grand escape from Charlotte where he was for the beginning of his career and Mm -hmm. I always thought if he can only get somewhere where he's got enough around him and I think that the Knicks are the perfect mix of you don't have the crazy expectations that Celtics fans just have (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> automatically. Just I mean, you would think that they haven't made the playoffs in like a decade. <laughs> so, meanwhile, the team that hasn't made a playoffs in like a decade, there is no expectations and they celebrate them like they've won the championship. But when we go back to the playoffs, that Atlanta series, Atlanta was kicking their butts with threes and there were no adjustments. The Knicks just stayed the same. So being able to, if they were able to replay that series now with Kimba, now with a three-point threat, I think that's a different, that's like a whole different team almost. So I, yeah, I, I the like the thing about up. it. The other thing about it is like Julius Randle, that series was nowhere. A ghost. Yeah, so it'll be nice yeah, to have something bad. else to lean on. That's not just a – it's really lovely when teams come out of nowhere and it's a combination of a bunch of – I don't mean this in a mean way, but random players. Mm-hmm. But the downside to that Cinderella story is that when somebody – when your best player is not playing well, there's really no one else to lean on. Mm-hmm. They really show themselves up. as – like the pumpkins they are that's bad but they really show themselves for who they really are the random players um having somebody else like akimba 
also wanting to bring glory to his city and his hometown, I think that's going to add a little fuel to the Like, it's just going to be better for them for the long run, for postseason in this type of game and in the NBA this time of year, this this decade. You got to be able to shoot the three. So it's nice that the Knicks are finally coming to the party. <laughs> yeah. And there, so many other players are young as well. It's like this is this is the time to do it. Yeah. Um, get them started young. Yeah. I love it. Overall, I'm excited to watch this uh, NBA season. It's going to be one of those things every couple years. It's every time a game comes on, you're like, oh, they're on this team. I forgot about that trade. That was so long ago in free agency. So it's going to be one of those. Everyone is everywhere. It's all mixed up. Yeah, 100%. You also get to see who like is lucky because they've gotten traded or signed somewhere where the jersey is their color and Ooh, they look amazing. Yes. Yes. And then there are people who are like, I don't think you should wear red. <laughs> Red's <laughs> tough. <laughs> Red is tough. I think I think that's gonna be Lonzo. It's gonna be interesting to see if that if red is his color or not. Or the pen. I have a hard time with red because I have like warm undertones. Oh, okay. Because of the freckles and the whatever. So I mean I personally have a hard time with it, but I went to I Louisville, I sucked it up. I got some <laughs> uh like you can get this stuff from um Sephora where it's like green and it kind of neutralizes the redness so I mean we can yeah we'll send a whole list out to any players who are concerned about the red we got you we got you don't worry we don't worry well I think that's a good place to to end it Mm -hmm. (laughs) as as our recommendations feel free to, to leave that on on our voicemail what you need us to send you. We got undertones. What What's not your color? What is your color? We'll help you style it. Don't even worry about it. I got you. Leave us a voicemail at 502-874-4453 or send us an email at spinsters at bluewirepods.com to be featured on the show. Spinsters is hosted by me, Haley O'Shaughnessy, and Jordan Liggins. This episode was produced by Jordan, Isabel Jocelyn, Harry Krinsky, and Alex Ward. Our production coordinator is Devin Shepard, and our executive producers are Peter Moses, John Yales, and me. Hi, I'm Mohammed calling from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And I would love it if the Raptors are able to draft Evan Mobley. I think he's the best player in the draft. And I would love to have him on the Raptors. And I hope he falls to us uh, uh, at number four. That's all.